Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Monday, April the 24th, 2023. It is currently 4.13 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Well, it's been a crazy day. And we could obviously talk about a lot of things happening in the news that has taken up a lot of my time. We could talk about a broadcast that I did to start the day that now you will see is gone. I deleted that episode. Yeah, I, it was, it was probably a bad idea. So, so I removed that. So I, I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, look, what, what do I do? What do I do? Like, uh, I've been busy. It's been crazy. I haven't really been able to focus on anything I'm supposed to focus on. It's like, okay, so how, how do I, how do I get back on the right way of thinking, right? That I can maybe try to produce something that is spiritual instead of talking about the news or coming up with some crazy idea for the podcast. Maybe I could do something a little bit more spiritual. So I was sitting here and sitting here, and all of a sudden I saw this phrase. All right, are you ready? I saw this phrase. Moving to a God-centered dialogue. Moving to a God-centered dialogue. And I'm like, well, today... I may need to read this because I don't know if I'm having a God-centered dialogue today. I don't know if I'm having a God-centered focus today. I don't know if I'm having a theologically-centered focus today because there's things happening in the world and I've got all of these ideas trying to do this and that and that. And, and so I, I don't think, so, so for, for obviously, for obvious reasons, this caught my attention, right? I mean, this caught my attention. Moving to a God-centered dialogue. I'm like, I wonder, I wonder what they're referring to. Now, right above it, right above that phrase, moving to a God-centered dialogue, there is a, there is a paragraph that reads this way. Now, you and I have a choice to make. We can believe in a generic God and think that because we are religious, we have all of God we need. Or we can follow David's example by making God our rock in every moment of every day as we pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. All right? I do understand that idea of praying without ceasing. Lots of people have different interpretations about it, but okay. Okay. All I'm interested in is the phrase that comes, well, right after that, right after that paragraph, they have this sentence. How do we do this without being monks in a monastery? Okay. All right. Now you could say monks in a monastery have much more of a God-centered focus. You could argue, now you could argue their, about their theology, but And just theoretically speaking, we're not here to get into the theology of what they may believe that we would probably obviously disagree with. But just think of someone, whatever you want to think of it as a theologically correct monastery. And then you can say, is there such thing? Okay, But but I digress. Just think of people who have a God-centered focus Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They pray without ceasing. They're not distracted and pulled in a million directions and they they lose their focus. Like, is that even possible? And can that be done outside of a monastery? Can it be done 
sitting inside a podcast studio where you have access to the internet and you're getting bombarded with messages. Did you see? Did you see what happened? Did you, what do you think about this? What do you think? Okay. Or, or my own mind. See, and I think, see, I think that's an issue. Even if you put me in a monastery, I guess if you cut, like, if you took all of my options away that all I could do would be pray and read scripture, uh, then may- maybe, but with my own mind, I think I'm, I'm probably my own worst enemy because I'm always coming up, well, what about this and what about this? But if all my other options were taken away, it wouldn't matter how many other ideas I could come up with because I could not, I could not try to put those ideas into motion, right? So because today, the today's focus broadcast that is now deleted, see, my focus was not, was my focus on the right direction? See, so, so maybe the problem is me, but I'm still interested in this. Because underneath those, that paragraph and that sentence is the phrase, moving to a God-centered dialogue. All right. So let's, I just thought I would turn on the microphone and share it with you. I, I don't know if it's going to be of any value to me. I don't know if it's going to be any value to you. I haven't even read it yet. I just saw moving to a God-centered dialogue. I'm like, I got to know what they have to say. So if I'm going to figure out what they say sitting here in the studio, why not just turn on the microphone now let everyone in on what I'm trying to figure out, okay? And maybe it will move me to a God-centered focus, a God-centered dialogue. Are you, what is a God-centered dialogue? Okay, here we go. Let's, let's find out. Are you ready? Here we go. I found help. This is the author of this article. I found help and hope and a reflection by, now I'm going to spell his first name, H-E-N-R-I. H-E-N-R-I. Now, I'm from Texas, so I'd probably say Henry. Okay. But I don't, that's not right. I think it's Henry, Henry, Henry. I I don't know exactly how you would pronounce it, but it's H-E-N-R-I. And then the last one is Nowen or Nowen. N-O-U-W-E-N. Right. Henry Nowen, Nowen. I guess is how you would say the name. And it says, I found help in a reflection by a Henry Nowen that begins. And if you click on it, the word begins is a, is a hyperlink. And it takes me to a Henry Nowen, how to actually pray without ceasing. And it says, editor's, editor's note. This article originally appeared in the August 5th, 1978 issue of America under the title Unceasing Prayer. Henry Nowen would have turned 90 years old on January the 24th, 2022. So I don't have a clue who Henry Nowen was, but from this site, he had to have some connection to Catholicism. That's because there is literally a video in between this of a nun advertising buying their shirts that they're making, I guess. I don't know. So this is clearly a Catholic website. So clearly he has some connection to Catholicism, which is interesting because the article that I originally am reading from comes from crosswalk.com, which is not a Catholic website. So I'm really, I'm really confused by trying to follow all of this, but here we go. Again, they call this section moving to a God-centered dialogue. I found help and hope in a reflection by Henry Nowen, or Nowen, that begins in a surprising way. And I quote, right? This comes from Henry Nowen, or Nowen, however you say his last name which appears to have some connection to Roman Catholicism. At least that's what it appears to me. I could be completely wrong, but it appears that way just on looking at the website. All right, here we go. I quote, To pray, I think, 
does not primarily mean to think about God in contrast to thinking about other things or to spend time with God instead of spending time with other people. This is precisely what many of us think praying does mean. Now, that's interesting. I think maybe that's how I think, right? See, when I pray, I'm not thinking about these things. I'm thinking about God. And if I'm not praying, then I'm thinking about these things and I'm not thinking about God. If I'm praying, I'm spending time with God and I'm not spending time doing other things. And and Henry Nowen is saying that, that maybe that's not the right way to think about it. So let me read this, par- this paragraph again. I want, I want you to, we'll have to put our thinking caps on today. All right, here we go. To pray, I'm quoting again, to pray, I think does not primarily mean to think about God in contrast to thinking about other things or to spend time with God instead of spending time with other people. This is precisely what many of us thinking praying does mean. He's like, that's that's probably not the way we should probably think about it. Next paragraph. But Henry Nowen or Nguyen as it states, and I quote, as soon as we begin to divide our thoughts into thoughts about God and thoughts about people and events, we remove God from our daily life and put him in a pious little like box where we can think pious thoughts and experience pious feelings. So it's almost like if we're, if we're not careful, here's what we do. Okay. All right. Okay. Guys, guys, guys. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm living my life Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, in the whatever time of day it is. And I'm obviously, I'm not thinking about God. I'm thinking about the news. I'm thinking about work. I'm thinking about other people. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. But okay, now time out, time out. I now I need to go pray. And so now I come over and I kind of open up the God box. I'm like, okay, now God, now I can spend time with you. Now I can have thoughts about you. Now I can focus on you. Now I can have pious thoughts. See, all my other thoughts weren't pious. All of my other thoughts were, quote unquote, worldly or fleshly, not even necessarily in a sinful way, just they were not spiritual. Now, 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 now I can run to my God time. I can run to my God box. I can open it up and say, now I can think pious thoughts. And Henry Nouwen or Nguyen is, is saying that uh, that's not, maybe that's not the way we should think about it. Let, let's see where this article goes. All right, here we go. Here we go. The uh, Henry Nguyen or Nguyen offers a better way, and I quote, although it is important and even indispensable for the spiritual life to set apart time for God and God alone, prayer can eventually become unceasing prayer when all our thoughts, beautiful and ugly, high and and low, prideful and shameful, sorrowful and joyful can be thought in the presence of God. Hmm. Is it possible that the way we approach prayer, the way we approach Bible study, the way we approach devotional time, that we come to the door of prayer time, we come to the door of devotional time, and we take 
all of those other quote unquote wrong ways of thinking and we set it in a box by the door and we walk in and now we have our pious thinking time, our spiritually thinking time. Then when we're done, we walk back out, pick up all of those other thoughts and then go on about our life. But see, we had our pious time. We had our quiet time. We had our devotional time. We had our, and we pat ourselves on the back going, look at how spiritual I am. I wonder, can we bring all of those other flawed thinking, lust, think, wrong thinking, pride, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, and bring it right into quote unquote, our God time. Therefore, then maybe if we do that, then we would bring God with us out of the little pious box with us into our daily life. Do you, does that make any sense? This is the last paragraph. As a result, we convert our un, unceasing thinking into unceasing prayer when we move from self-centered monologue to a God-centered dialogue. This requires that we turn all our thoughts into conversation. The main question, therefore, is not so much what we think, but to whom we present our thoughts. Will you live in a monologue with yourself or a dialogue with God today? Do you live with a monologue with your thoughts? Not all of those thoughts, those bad thoughts, anger, bitterness, frustration, hatred, whatever those thoughts are, right? Whatever it is, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking, is it possible that you have a a self-centered monologue with those thinking because you don't share it with anybody else. Obviously, there's lots of things we don't share with anybody else. We keep that locked down where we keep that. And I mean, we've got that locked, locked, locked way, way, way down with a bunch of security locks. And, and yeah, who knows? Who knows? You got to use fingerprints to get in a, a retina scan. I mean, that stuff is locked down. Now, is it possible that we obviously engage with that in a self-centered monologue? And then when it is time for pious time, when it is time for, and I don't even like the word pious time, but I'm using it in a negative way because it becomes negative. If now we're like, oh, now, now I'm going to open my Bible and I'm going to study Deuteronomy chapter six, and I'm going to study Matthew chapter four for the Bible study exercise. And I'm going to read a Psalm and I'm going to read a proverb and I'm going to sing a scripture song and I may memorize a scripture and I'm going to listen to three sermons. And we're like, Ooh, look at how pious, how godly I am. But the whole time we're doing that, all of those bad thoughts that we, we've had locked down, we left them outside the room. We don't bring it all in with us. And because we don't bring it all in with us, then we're not open and honest with God. So therefore, we're not even really having an open and honest dialogue with God. We're having a we're having a pretend dialogue with God because we can't be open and honest. How open and honest are you with all of those negative thoughts? Or do we leave them outside the room? And then when we're done with our time with God, we come back, we pick up all of that other stuff, and then we go live our life, and we almost leave God locked in the little closet. We lo leave him locked in the pious room. Now, I, I don't, now that's where the article ends. It's a little frustrating because I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. I need, I need more. I need this, I need this. I need this explained a little bit more. I, I'm just throwing out the concept. They just basically leave us with the question, are you engaged in self-centered monologue? Or are you engaged in a God-centered dialogue? Wh which is it? Do you live your life in a self-centered monologue or a God-centered dialogue? 
But in a roundabout way, that's what I was doing, right? As I was thinking about my plans to try to do something for the podcast this morning for today's focus, right? Okay. And then I was thinking about all the stuff going on in the news. Okay. We won't get into everything going on because I don't want to start talking about it, right? Then all of a sudden I came up here to the studio and I was like, okay, well, I see I've been engaged in all of this thinking. Now it's time to have time with God. So like, now I got to set that all aside, but maybe the two should always be present. Like the two, like it should always be a God-centered dialogue, no matter what I'm thinking, no matter what I'm feeling, no matter what I'm doing, God should just be as much involved with that. I shouldn't have to leave that outside the room. And keep God in a sense in a bo- in a in a closet somewhere, and then I go. Oh, now it's time to go talk to God. But God should have been with all of those, all the things I've been thinking about. God should have been just as present in that talking. In other words, it's not just how did the article say? It's not just what I think. It's not just the thoughts that I have. It's who I present those thoughts to. Let me see if I can. The main question, therefore, is not so much uh, much what we think. But to whom we present our thoughts. What do you think? What do you think today? What do you think? I'd love to get your thoughts. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Like, does it make sense to you? Do you think it's trying to draw too much of a distinction? Now, the source of this, again, I'm going to spell his name. Is uh, Henry? I I know it's not Henry. H e n r i. So I think it's Henry. I think it's Henry. Maybe the H is silent. Henry. I don't know. H e n r i, and then N o u w e n. Would that be Nowen? I don't think it would be Nowen. I think it would be Nowen. N o u w e n. And again, this comes from. This was taken. They're quoting from an article called "How to Actually Pray Without Ceasing." Yeah, from the Amer- America, the Jesuit Review. Clearly, this is Catholic. So they're taking this from Catholic spirituality, which is interesting. It's been cr- brought over to crosswalk.com, which is an evan- evangelical website, which is interesting. Um, and then this was an article originally published on August the 5th, 1978. And I don't know, uh, it's a relatively long article. It's a relatively long article. If anybody would like the article, email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. And I can, I will try to send you the link if I can, if I can respond to all the emails. Um, but uh, it looks like the, his name, he, he was referenced as the Reverend Henry J. M. Nowen, was the author of more than 40 books on the spiritual life. But it's from a Jesuit website. It's very interesting that you start doing a little research where you end up. But whether whatever we may think about his theology, do we at least agree with this concept? I'd love to get your thoughts. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. If there is conversation that arises from it, then I'll turn on the microphone and engage that conversation. I will, I will, I will, I will. But newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. All right, thanks for listening. Um, I'll figure out the rest of the evening as it proceeds. Okay, I don't know how things are going to go tonight, but we will see. Maybe we'll do some late night broadcasting. I don't know. Uh, But I just feel like, see, 
Now, see, do I feel like I have to make something? Yeah, that gets into a whole, like a, almost a legalistic way of thinking. All right, I, I, I'll stop there. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.